0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: And their players are really the ones who are initiating this change. And, and without them, like, none of this would have happened. So I do completely wholeheartedly respect the work that's going into this.
2: happy friday junior y'all hope you're looking forward to the weekend welcome back to another episode of the gist of it today is thursday april 28th we're your co-hosts i'm ellen hislop and i'm steph Rots. And no, you're not experiencing deja vu. Today's episode is once again about some incredibly disappointing news coming out of the NWSL. On Tuesday, the Houston Dash announced that head coach and general manager James Clarkson has been suspended based on the recommendation of the NWSL and NWSL Players Association's joint investigation into the team.
1: Now, we mentioned deja vu because this news comes after last year's incredibly tumultuous nwsl season in which we saw five male coaches ousted due to misconduct and abuse allegations we'll cover the details recap the timeline from last year's turmoil and also discuss the way forward in the league thank you for being a part of this tough conversation but before we dive into that conversation we do want to flag that this podcast will mention cases of sexual harassment so today's episode may not be for everyone
2: Yes, lots to get into today. I am also thinking about what else is going on in the sports world and two very important things. The NFL draft is today, which I'm always excited about, especially now that it's finally fully back in real life and in Las Vegas. I mean, Vegas, baby, you got to love it. And also NBA playoffs. We're coming into some very key games in the first round. We have many, many key
1: games. There's a lot unfolding, but we, Ellen and I being the we, are especially looking forward to the Raptors game on Thursday evening to see what's going to happen there. I saw a really funny uh, tweet online of someone dressed up as like Barney, like in- inferring they were a Raptor, like holding, holding <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of baseball bat or
2: something, just being like Raptors taken. It. It oh like, really my
1: And I- I'll send it to you after the podcast.
2: Please do. So the Raptors are down three games to two to the Philadelphia 76ers, who Shaquille O'Neal stupidly thought were going to sweep the Toronto Raptors. Instead, it was the Brooklyn Nets who were swept by the Boston Celtics. So, Shaq, you were wrong. And there has never been a team in NBA playoff history to come back from the a 3-0 deficit to actually win the series. It has happened in other sports, but it's never happened in the NBA. So people around the league are really watching the series. It's not just Canadians this time. People are really watching it because, A, a lot of people thought that it would be Philly's year, but, B, this could potentially be history in the making, and obviously tonight's Game 6 is the factor in if the Raptors can force Game 7.
1: There is also other basketball news or basketball things going on in the background. So the preseason for the WNBA has also started and the
2: season season, if you will, starts next week. So a lot to look forward to so much to look forward to including this episode and we have a couple of folks to thank for making this episode happen shout out to American Giant I don't know about you Steph but I feel like I don't really sit down until the NFL draft is over I'm constantly pacing I'm on my feet I'm checking my phone I feel like a kid at Christmas and I'm ready for any and all surprises and that's only going to be heightened because the Raptors are playing tomorrow Oh, I
1: hear you. And I feel you. There's just something (laughs) energizing about days like this. But even on a normal day, I feel like I'm on my feet and moving around quite a fair bit. That's why I've been paying even more attention to the clothes that I wear. And also why I'm super excited about partnering with American Giant. American Giant is a clothing company that was founded on the principles of producing durable, high quality clothing. They started in 2012 with their classic full-zip hoodie and quickly found themselves with a six-month waiting list for a hoodie, nonetheless, so you know it's good. They've kept growing ever since, and now they have a full line of wardrobe staples built to last. American Giant's entire supply chain is based in the U.S., meaning your purchase directly supports local communities. By shopping at American Giant, you're making a small change that adds up to a big impact. And that's not all. Our friends at American Giant are giving all gisters 20% off your first order. So check out American Giant at American-Giant.com and use the code THEGIST at checkout for 20%
2: off. Again, that's American-Giant.com with code GIST. We also want to thank Canadian Tire for sponsoring today's episode. I literally, Seth, cannot contain my excitement for this partnership because it means we, uh, I get to talk about everything that we love. Canadian Tire's Jumpstart Charities are on a mission to help kids across Canada overcome financial and accessibility barriers in order to make sports more inclusive. And through Jumpstart's Girls in Sport initiatives, they're making sure young girls in particular are encouraged and empowered in participating in sports. And it gets even better from here. To celebrate their 100th birthday, Canadian Tire is kicking off their Keep Her in Play program, where they'll join forces with the Canadian band The Tragically Hip, as well as top Canadian athletes to raise awareness and funds for girls in sport. And we can join in the fun too, thanks to an online auction featuring items from The Hip and from legendary women in Canadian sports like Christine Sinclair, Jaina Hefford, and Marie-Philippe Poulin. All of the proceeds help support girls in sport programming. Learn more about the program at keeperinplay.ca. Once again, head on over to keeperinplay.ca.
1: Now on to today's main story. Some sadly not entirely shocking news from the NWSL. As we mentioned, late Tuesday night, the Houston Dash announced that head coach and general manager... James Clarkson was suspended as the team wrote on Twitter. The suspension came as a result of initial findings that were received this week from the joint NWSL and NWSL PA or Players Association investigation that was launched last year to review complaints of discrimination, harassment and abuse. Now, this swift action hasn't always been the standard in the NWSL. It comes after a policy introduced in 2021 as requested by the Players Association. Per this policy, those being investigated for violations of the league's anti-harassment policy must be immediately suspended and a future ruling on their status will be
2: made following the conclusion of that investigation. So to be clear, coming off of all of that stuff... James Clarkson is suspended for now. He hasn't been fired. He hasn't been suspended forever, but he is suspended for now until they finish that investigation. And this really does bring us back to the history of what inspired those changes and the policies that you were just talking about, Steph. We'll link to a comprehensive timeline in the show notes, but the following details that we will go through are essential in understanding how we've really arrived where we are today today. The big catalyst surrounding this timeline is the introduction of the league's first ever anti-harassment policy in April 2021. So yes, the NWSL had been in existence for nine years and had existed without such policy, but... You know, better late than never. So that's what we're going to think about here. Then we want to fast forward to summer 2021 when two league head coaches resigned without much explanation. First, O.L. Reigns head coach resigned with little details release as to why. And then Washington Spears head coach Richie Burke announced that he was stepping down due to quote unquote health concerns and would be transitioning to a role in the Spears front office. One day later, the Washington Post published a bombshell story, including allegations from a former spirit player that Burke was emotionally and verbally abusive and used racist language. Burke, whose intention was to then go to the front office, was suspended by the spirit pending an investigation. So uh, stepped down what he thought would be in just the nick of time. Oh gosh, sounds like uh,
1: chaos, and certainly was chaos, and it really only accelerated from that point on. So that same August, Racing Louisville FC terminated their head coach for reasons that weren't shared publicly. Those reasons still haven't been shared to this date with Louisville captain Michelle Betos and the NWSL PA, citing that there is a non-disclosure to
2: protect the players. Moving on to late September, so we have we have April, and then we have the beginning of the summer. Then we have August. Then we have September. So moving ahead to late September, the athletic reporter Meg Linehan, who's one of the most dogged women's sports journalists out there, published a stunning report in which two former NWSL players, Maina Shim and Sinead Ferrelli, accused North Carolina Courage head coach Paul Riley of sexual coercion and emotional abuse. To me, this report was what was really the turning point, not only because of the allegations, but because of the damning details about the NWSL sweeping those allegations under the rug. One of those players had previously filed a complaint with the Portland Thorns team back in 2015 when Riley was the head coach there, but instead of being properly investigated, his contract just wasn't renewed and he was able to move along to a new team. So when the league introduced their new anti-harassment policy in 2021, the two players requested a new investigation into Riley's behavior. Six years, of course, 2021 from 2015 had elapsed during that time. And Megan Rapino, as always, perfectly summarized the situation at the time, tweeting, men protecting men who are abusing women. I'll say it again, men protecting men who are abusing women. Burn it all down. Let all their heads roll. Rapino's response was
1: consistent with player voices across the board. The NWSLPA or the Players Association also issued a statement at the time calling for widespread change and accountability. That report really served as a catalyst to what we thought and still hope would be
2: the beginnings of real systemic change in the league. And those changes also included the resignation of Commissioner Lisa Baird, who resigned days after Linehan's report and just over a year and a half after taking the job. So a very short stint there. Another important aspect of this Paul Riley report was that US women's national team star and Orlando Pride turned San Diego Wave FC star, Alex Morgan, she actually released screenshots showing that Baird knew about the allegations against Paul Riley but the commissioner had previously claimed that she was shocked and disgusted by the news. So another lesson in keeping your receipts. Oh, wow. Shocked. So shocked Did at the us. situation she already knew <laughs> <Totally. about. laughs> Okay, so finally
1: in November, days after leading the Chicago Red Stars in their NWSL championship game loss, head coach Rory Dames resigned hours before abuse allegations against him were published in the Washington Post. To recap... James was the fifth
2: NWSL coach to be ousted last year. Seems like now is a good time to take a deep breath. Thank you for staying with us throughout that very tumultuous 12-month timeline but I do think that that is important context to understanding the latest Clarkson news, especially because the new 2022 season is starting tomorrow. It's starting Friday. I also do want to say that Clarkson was the longest tenured coach in the league and the only coach remaining from the 2021 kickoff. So of the 10 coaches last year, I think one has moved on to another team, stuff, but the other nine are no longer with the league. And this Clarkson would be the sixth out of 10 who have left or were ousted or were fired for horrible reasons, which 60% is just brutal. Like that shows a real issue across the entire league. It shows a, a truly a really deep systemic issue that it was such a large number. It's really disappointing, and I think that's also why it was so important that the league signed its first ever collective bargaining agreement, or CBA, in the offseason. And it has somewhat turned a new chapter in the NWSL, giving them an opportunity to learn and then move forward from the events we just detailed. Obviously, we know that systemic change isn't going to happen overnight, but these policy changes that they've enacted do seem to have been doing something right stuff like the fact that the houston dash and the nwsl and the pa were able to get these findings this week and act so swiftly to suspend clarkson that's that's huge you really do have to congratulate the players for all of the hard work Mm -hmm. that went into that we
1: mentioned meg linhan um up at the top of the pod but in her most recent interview with the new commissioner nwsl commissioner jessica berman Meg Linhan said, quote, one of the things that struck me from the release was that the league didn't wait for the final results before recommending action, which to me seems to suggest the system is working as designed, end quote. So there, there really is a lot of optimism here in what's been built this past year with the Players Association and what's currently being built with the
2: new commissioner. More on that after the break. Thank you again to today's sponsor, American Giant. You know, Steph, like a lot of my friends and our listeners, over the last couple of years, I found myself wanting more out of the companies I support. That's why I'm so happy to be partnering with American Giant. Their whole business model was built on the principle of having a transparent supply chain that directly benefits the communities that produce their incredible clothing. So the next time that our listeners are in the market or that you're in the market for classic wardrobe staples, make sure you check out American Giant. Their no BS pants look like everyday, chic pants but they feel like your coziest pair of leggings which is pretty much all I've ever wanted from a pair of pants check out American Giant at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code THEGIST that's American-Giant.com with code THEGIST for 20% off
1: and another big thank you to Canadian Tire for sponsoring today's pod When I say I love Canadian Tire, I'm not joking. I absolutely love Canadian Tire. It's ideal date night location for me. But Ellen, you already briefed us on Canadian Tire's amazing Keep Her In Play program that's putting together an online contest to support Jumpstart Charities Girls in Sport initiative. And obviously, we absolutely love that the Tragically Hip are involved and that items like signed vinyls by living members of the band are up for grabs. But let's talk a little more about the incredible women in sports taking part in the fundraising, like items from hockey legends, Jaina Hefford, Natalie Spooner, and Sarah Nurse, and soccer icons, Steph LeBay and Christine Sinclair. Sport icons truly just listed my fave people in the world. Keeper in Play is the confluence of absolutely everything I love. And you can learn more about the program at keeperinplay.ca. Once again, that's keepherinplay.ca.
2: Okay, thanks for sticking with us. As we've been discussing, there have been investigations and scandals and allegations and just an overwhelming lack of accountability in the NWSL. It feels like since its inception, but with the preseason Challenge Cup tournament nearing its end and the regular season kicking off tomorrow, Friday, we do want to end this podcast with some reasons to be tentatively optimistic about the direction the NWSL is headed in. Steph, I want to start with you. There's a few things that we were talking about before this podcast that were making you excited about watching this upcoming season.
1: Yes, and I want to start by noting that the league is iterating and improving their policies already based on what's happened and happening, and it's an incredible pace that they are moving in Mm -hmm. right now. In Tuesday's announcement, the NWSL and the NWSL Players Association also stated that as part of the work from the joint investigation that they've been doing since October 2021, the league has expanded player protections in their policy. So the policy has been renamed – to nwsl policy to prevent and eliminate workplace discrimination harassment and bullying and they've already uploaded the new document on their league site so they are really really moving quickly on these action items and they're doing it in collaboration with the players association the devil works hard
2: but the nwsl works harder (laughs) it's not chris (laughs) jenner anymore (laughs) (laughs) No, they're working hard. And I mean, it is a small team too. So you do want to see them being able to actually change things because they are still, as much as they've been around for a long time, they are in this like startup scale up mode where they have the opportunity to be able to act fast and change based off of feedback from basically all of their stakeholders, but most importantly, their players.
1: Yeah, and their players are really the ones who are initiating this change, and and without them,
2: like none of this would have happened. So I do completely wholeheartedly respect the work that's going into this. For sure. I think we also need to bring up the new leadership at the NWSL. Steph, you mentioned... Jessica Berman earlier in this episode when you were quoting Meg Linehan so Jessica Berman only took over as commissioner of the NWSL on April 20th but she comes from just a really really great background of experiences that seem to make her perfect for this role she was most recently the deputy commissioner of the National Lacrosse League which is a men's pro circuit and she's been there for the last couple of years and I just think it's amazing that we have a woman coming in with already that elite pro level experience at that commissioner level. That's that's really, really unique. And you don't find that a lot slash anywhere these days. And before she was with the National Lacrosse League, she was the vice president of community development, culture and growth at the NHL and was the executive director of the NHL Foundation. So she is a sports gal through and through, and she understands how these big organizations work and yes we, we have our own gripes with the NHL of course like they're <laughs> definitely they're definitely not perfect but I think those experiences lend well into stepping into a league like the NWSL.
1: Completely. And her particular focus when she was at the NHL was to, you know, help create a more inclusive, accessible, and enjoyable, community-friendly hockey like league and world. So she's coming from it that she's really trying to make the sports world a better place. And Pardeep, our sports biz writer, had an opportunity to interview Jessica last week, and she was also recently interviewed by Axios. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me is that when asked about how she'll handle coming off of last year's scandal-ridden season, she said, quote, my approach will be one driven by listening and learning. We must acknowledge the issues of the past in order for our players to feel comfortable that we as a league and I as a commissioner fully recognize how that impacted their experience. As for building a bridge, I believe it has to be done both formally, meaning scheduled and informally. NWSL PA Executive Director Megan Burke and I have had a standing call every Monday for the last six weeks. Informally, I think we've exchanged three rounds of text today. So it's really both elements and her and I knowing that we can pick up the phone at any time to throw our heads together to work towards the same
2: result, which is doing everything we can to grow the NWSL, end quote. You love to hear that, right? Like it makes you feel like the league and the PA might be finally on the same page and It feels like Jessica is there for the players as much as the Players Association is there for the players, which is really refreshing. It's almost like Kathy Engelbert and WNBA vibes when Kathy recently took over as commissioner. And we've seen over the last couple of years, the WNBA signed themselves a groundbreaking CBA because of her leadership. So I think that's that's really cool to see. I also think we should definitely note one other thing, too, here with Jessica Assef. Before she was working at the NHL, she also worked in labor and employment law and worked on pro bono cases relating to domestic violence, sexual assault, and military service. And so as the NWSL is coming off of a year rife with essentially all of those issues, she's worked on that stuff firsthand, right?
1: And based on everything that I've read, I, I get the idea that she really truly values and respects the relationship that she has with Megan Burke, um, the executive director of the Players Association and the players at large. And so I do have a lot of optimism. I know that there's been a lot of terrible things um, that we've had to talk about um, this past year with the NWSL.
2: So I'm very, very hopeful moving forward. you've mm-hmm. said that she had an awesome interview with her learned a lot about her, learned a lot from her. I'm sure we'll be putting that interview in our sports business newsletter very soon. So check out thejustsports.com if you want to subscribe to that. But um, it's nice to be excited about leadership because you don't necessarily have that in sports period, no matter if it's men's sports or women's sports, right? So I think um, that's something that we could take away from this conversation. I also think we do need to... And this conversation, again, as you've mentioned, Steph, thanking the players. They're the ones who fought for this anti-harassment policy. They're the ones who fought for the CBA. They're the only reason why the league has the policy in the first place, right? Like 240 players prepared a letter to the commissioner demanding the league ensure safe and inclusive workplaces. So we just owe them so much.
1: And they're also the only reason that the league now has a free agency system in place. The only reason the league has an increased minimum salary. The only reason the league has a more robust physical and mental health support. And that's all because of the players and because they fought for it.
2: Nothing like fighting for yourself. But there is something to say that hopefully one day the players don't have to fight for that and it's just table stakes that is where we want to get to that's just table stakes of how you treat your elite athletes but with that and with that optimism i like ending on that that marks the end of today's episode thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back in your feed with another new episode next week in may it's gonna be may but in the meantime if you enjoyed today's episode please rate review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't or if you're not already and if you're not already, don't forget to subscribe
1: for our sports news and sports biz newsletters at thegistsports.com. This episode was edited by Brianna Ekenem, executive produced by Courtney Shin and Lauren Tuscola, and co-produced
2: by Ellen and me. Again, I'm Steph Roth. And I'm Ellen Hislop. And this has been the gist of it. We hope that you have an awesome, carefree weekend. And we'll chat with you on Tuesday.